That is such a special testimony of how you, all of you who are watching, and I want to particularly call out the mothers, how much of a difference that you make. I know as mothers, we all carry heavy burdens a lot of times because that's how God made us. He made us nurturers and he made us to help others and to carry others. And so when we do that, sometimes we feel exhausted. But today, I want you to feel empowered. I want you to know that you are a difference maker. So today, we honor you, Twyla, for being a difference maker and a life changer. And all of you mothers, we want to just honor you today. And that's what I want to talk about. This is what the Lord put on my heart um, to share with you today. And I just hope that I can deliver it the way the Lord has shared it on my heart. And I just want to be changed. We know that when we come into God's presence, we are changed. And so I just can't imagine coming into his presence and not being changed. We have to have that open heart. So as we go into this word today, I want you to just have an open heart, a listening ear to what he's saying to you. And uh, what might be for one might be different to another, but I want you to be open to what he's saying today, just as you are every Sunday when you hear the word. And so today I'm going to talk about how we offer honor, how we bring an offering of honor. You may be coming to this today, this service, feeling like you are empty, but I want to be, I want to be a reminder to you that you are not empty, that you are full of the Spirit of God and that you have something to bring to the table. And that peace is honor. And it is such an important factor in our life, in our relationships. And I'm talking about all relationships, marriage relationships, son and daughter relationships, friendship relationships, family relationships, and so on. It is so important to have honor. Honor, we know, is high respect profound respect mingled with love and devotion and awe. And today we get to feel that because it's Mother's Day and there's a purpose in, in the day. But what I want us to get today is if honor is in us and if we make it a natural part of our daily life that we don't have to limit honor to a celebration, to a specific day of the year, that we will stand out as God's people, as people who honor, who know how to honor. And so that's that's our goal today is to learn how to not limit honor to just one day of celebration, that God makes us uh, think bigger than that. Amen. I just want to share with you that the Lord has been showing me lately in my personal walk, and maybe it's been this time at home. I just had a baby in January, and so not only did I spend about three months at home with the baby, but then the COVID-19 hit, and we were all told to stay in our homes as much as possible. So I've spent a lot of time at home in my thoughts, and some of you are afraid of that because that can be scary because in our own thoughts, our weaknesses are revealed or we overthink things. But you know what? I challenge you to spend that time in your thoughts uh, in relationship with God and sharing with Him your thoughts and feelings. 
so he can reflect back to you what he has to say. And I feel like the word for the day is he's saying, learn honor. Spend time with me and learn how to honor. God is a God that shows honor to you. And I'm going to read some of those verses in a minute. But first, before we have honor, I truly believe that we have to have the heart of God. The heart of God. And I want to read to you in Hosea 6, and this isn't our main text, but I feel like it's going to launch us into the place of of receiving the mandate from the Lord to have honor. And in Hosea 6, the people were missing God's heart. You can go back and read that whole chapter, but they were missing it. They thought they had it, but they were missing it. And he was frustrated. And this was his response to them not getting it. In verse 4, he says, O Ephraim, what shall I do with you? O Judah, what shall I do with you? For your wavering loyalty and kindness are transient. That means that they were back and forth. I think about uh, my favorite book of James talks about, you know, don't be like waves of the sea going back and forth and being inconsistent. But that's what was happening here. But this was happening because they didn't have God's heart. They were seeking all the things and doing all the things, but they didn't have God's heart. So their loyalty and kindness were transient, like the morning cloud and like the dew that goes away early. Verse 6 says, For I desire and delight. This is what the Lord is saying to you. This is what He loves, okay? He desires and delights in steadfast loyalty faithfulness in the covenant relationship rather than sacrifice. He wants you to have his heart rather than to be worried about doing all the things. And he wants you to be in the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. He wants you to seek his heart. Jesus even referenced this scripture in the New Testament with the religious leaders. So what's the point of me reading this? How does this relate to honor? God would rather us have right hearts than for us to just have the things and to be busy doing the things, okay? Our mothers don't want us to come to them today with empty gifts and empty words or just the words that are one time of year or I honor you today, mom. The Lord wants you to have his heart, and if we have his heart, we're going to live every day with honor. If we're living and reflecting his heart, we're going to have a heart full of truth and mercy more than sacrifice because all those other things come along when we first seek his righteousness, his kingdom, his heart, when we seek his heart first. So I challenge you today to have that mindset, to seek his heart first. Because God's sure been working on me on that. I'm trying to fix all these things in my life, but I can't fix all these things if I don't first have Jesus' heart. He's in me, but are we listening to his heart? Are we taking on the characteristics of God? God is the characteristic of honor. And so if we take on that characteristic, then we're going to be like Jesus more than ever before. And this comes through spending time with him. I just know that your mom will appreciate you so much more today and the cards you give her and and the gifts that you give her. Not that those aren't important, but if you commit to an attitude of honor, 
And then you not only do it today, but every day in the following. So I was reminded of, of this honor thing when I was watching a movie the other day. We were watching TV and Kennedy was playing and the Karate Kid came on, the, the newer version. I think it was made in 2010. They did a remake. And I was watching this movie because I thought, oh, I never got to see this. And I, I wanted to watch it before I, I let Kennedy watch it to make sure it was appropriate. And so I'm just going to give you a little bit of a backstory. The characters were a little different. The names were different. But, but the kid in this movie is named Dre. And him and his mother are moving to China for a fresh start. His mom got a job there. They're moving there. And so he shows up to, to China, and this kid seemingly has a good heart. He's supporting his mom. You feel warm towards him. And uh, you just know he's a good kid, okay? He's not really a troublemaker. He's a good kid. But just like every kid, he hasn't fully obtained that heart of honor for their, his parents, okay? So they showed up, and there's this scene that comes to mind where uh, he walks into the house, and he's always wearing a jacket. So he walks into his house, and the coat hanger's right in front of him. And he walks in, but instead of hanging his coat, he drops his coat on the floor and zooms off about his own business. And his mom walks in, she starts yelling at him, I've told you a hundred times, hang up your coat. Man, I've done that so many times with my four-year-old. <laughs> hang it, pick up your stuff, take it to the laundry room. But she ends up picking it up for him and hanging the coat on the hanger. Well, it goes on and this scene repeats itself several times and it's reflecting that he just hasn't gotten this honor piece yet. But Dre, what was happening in the school environment was these other boys who were um, had become experts in Kung Fu were bullying him. and But he didn't have that expertise, so he couldn't fight back or defend himself. And so he, he wanted to learn. And so Mr. Han, who is, is the other main character who, who comes to teach him Kung Fu, um, is introduced by coming to, into their apartment. And he's, he's the maintenance guy, this humble maintenance guy. I and mean, he's in the bathroom and he's fixing the shower for them. And he witnesses this scene of Dre coming in and once again dropping his coat on the floor and not hanging it up. And the mom just loses it. And he's looking at his mom instead of with regret or um, I wish I would have done something better. He was annoyed. He had the whole eye roll. And I know some of you moms are saying, yep, they've got the eye roll down. <laughs> or moms of, of adult children who don't really respect you on the phone when they call. It seems like they're calling uh, out of concern for you, but you know, they're not really interested and they've gotta go. That's, it's frustrating to us moms. And so uh, Mr. Han witnesses this. Well, an interesting turn of events happens and Mr. Han uh, becomes his teacher. So uh, to teach him Kung Fu and how to defend himself, so the day comes where Dre walks into Mr. Han's house and they walk out into the courtyard for Mr. Han to start teaching him Kung Fu and he's so excited and he's got his jacket on and he's standing there before Mr. Han and Mr. Han says, this is where we're gonna start. I want you to take off your jacket. I want you to throw it on the ground. I want you to pick it up and I want you to hang it up. So he repeated those steps with a, you know, calm face. Mr. Han said, do it again. 
Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And he repeated this, repeated this probably hundreds, maybe thousands of times over multiple days. I'm telling you, honor does not just come with a decision. Thankfully, we can make a decision and Jesus can come into our hearts. But even more than that one decision is we have to be trained by the Spirit. We have to get into God's presence and let Him uh, disciple us and teach us. We have to get into the Word of God and let Him teach our hearts how to have the characteristic that He has. So for Dre to reflect this heart, for him to be able to learn the true art of Kung Fu, he had to first learn humility. He had to first learn submission. I'm telling you, many of you are coming to the church house. You're living your daily life and you know God, but you don't have the knowledge of his heart. You don't have the knowledge of his word. And he's saying to you today that this, this loyalty to my heart is more important than sacrifice. It's more important than learning the game against the enemy. You've got no tools if, you're, if your game isn't backed with honor. So be honorable today. He wants you to learn how to hang your jacket with gladness. He wants you to have honor and love and be loyal to his heart. And these things only happen by placing ourselves at the feet of Jesus. At the feet of Jesus. So I know today is Mother's Day. And I want you to be reminded of the fifth commandment. And you know what? There's something really special about this commandment. A couple of things that I want to point out. It says in Exodus 20 and 12, Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. It didn't start out by saying obey, it said to honor. So children, I know you're watching. Parents, I know you're watching. So I want to first talk to you children. Children, for you, honoring your parents is to obey them. It may not make sense sometimes. You may not understand why they're telling you to do certain things, but the Lord has called you and commanded you to honor your parents. For you, that means to obey them. And when you do, God is going to give you gifts and blessings throughout your life. I want you to say, I'm going to be better at honoring my parents. Lord, give me honor in my heart. Now, parents, adult children, I want you to remember that this is not say obey your father and mother. When you become an adult in an age, you're now your own authority under God's authority. And you don't necessarily have to obey, but God is still calling you to honor. Honor means to care for, to love, to love unconditionally, to be merciful and graceful and to be gentle. He's calling you to those things when you interact with your parents or godly parents in your life. Honor is so important. Why is it important? It's important because it is a characteristic of God. This fifth commandment is the first commandment to be followed up with a promise. He says, if you honor, then you will have a long, blessed life. You will be blessed when you honor. 
Yes, God honors you today. Proverbs 22 and 4 says, True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and a long life. Those things, you don't have to earn it other than just being humble before the Lord and fearing the Lord. That means following his commandments and having his heart. Proverbs 15 and 33 says, The fear of the Lord teaches wisdom, humility precedes honor. That means that when we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, then he will exalt you. He will honor you. He will take care of you and your needs. He will fill you up so that you are able to honor others. So we have to remember that honoring isn't limited to obeying. Some of us get so wrapped up in that obeying and we miss the word honor. He's saying to honor, honor. And what better way to, to learn this and to learn God's heart than to look at a story in the word about God's honor and people taking on God's heart and living that out. Let's look at the book of Ruth. And let's look in, 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 in Ruth and it says in, in verse 14, it says, I love this, and y'all know the story of Ruth and how it leads up. Um, they lost their husbands. Um, Naomi, is a, she's a widow, and then she loses her sons, her daughter-in-law's husbands. And so now you've got these three widows who are, are together, and they're trying to figure out the next step in their life. There's a crisis of sorts. And how many of us Feel like we're kind of in crisis mode right now so i want you to hear this i feel like this applies to all of us so verse 14 it says and again they wept together and orpa this was one of the daughter-in-laws kissed her mother-in-law goodbye because naomi had said there's no reason for you to stay with me i want you to go back i want you to go find another husband i know you love me but go so orpa left but ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Verse 15 says, Look, Naomi said to her, Your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods, and you should do the same. But Ruth replied, Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. We need to have this kind of honor and commitment, that loyalty that I was talking about in Hosea 6. If we have the heart of God, we'll have loyalty and it will come before sacrifice. And so she's saying, I'm committed to you. Verse 17, she says, wherever you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. Think about this. She didn't know her future. She didn't know her future, uh, but she said, I'm committed to this relationship. I am committed to the honor. I am committed to the people in my life that God has set before me to honor. God may have put some really difficult people in your path and in your life, but guess what? God created those people to be his sons and daughters, and you have been set on their path to show them honor, to show them honor, mercy, love, and unconditional love. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. So she made a commitment right then and there and she confessed it out. We can't just keep these commitments in our heart. We have to learn to confess them. What I learned about this passage and what I noticed is that, is that this is not even Ruth's mother 
okay? Ruth's mother isn't even mentioned here. It's her mother-in-law. And so that tells me that honor goes beyond family bloodlines. It goes beyond that. When we're brothers and sisters in Christ, that's what binds us together and we are to honor. She honored her even though she wasn't her own mother, but someone who, who was like a mother to her. And so this re removes any excuse, right? Sometimes we have excuses not to honor people. And, uh, you know, we ask ourselves, what if they haven't earned my respect or honor? Okay, I've felt that many times. What if they're difficult to get along with? What if they've not honored me, right? Because that seems unfair. What if you felt isolated and they haven't reached out to you like you thought they should have? What if they've offended me? But I want you to get this. You are not responsible for other people's actions. You are not the judge on that. God is the judge and you are not responsible for other people's actions. You are responsible for your actions. And this is biblical. This is biblical. Proverbs eleven sixteen says, if you are gracious, you get honor. I just want you to touch your heart right now and say, Lord, help me be more gracious. Help me have that honor. Lead me into your ways of honor. And here's, here's what happens a lot of times is people miss this principle. They miss this vital uh, uh, characteristic of God because they're living out of fear. And what does fear have to do with honor? The enemy wants you to live out of fear and be so self-seeking that all your time is sucked up with, I've got to keep up with the Joneses. I've got to put food on my table. I've got to do things that make me happy or I'm going to get depressed. And so the enemy just wants you to be so self-focused and in self-preservation mode that he convinces you that you have nothing to give out. Well, I'm telling you today that there is freedom in the spirit of God. And when you, when you have his spirit and when you dwell in his presence, when you meditate on his word day and night, there is honor that's going to flow through you and it's going to be effortless. It's going to be effortless when you truly have the heart of God and not the heart of yourself, of yourself. He wants you to seek his heart. Don't have that poverty mentality. When you're only living a life of submission to yourself and your own thoughts, there's no blessing in that. You are out of alignment with God and you are not under his umbrella, under his safety net, under his blessings, okay? Don't live in that, but the enemy wants you to live there. He wants you to live in those lies that if you don't constantly live for yourself, that you're not gonna make it, that you're gonna die, that you're gonna have a worse mental illness, that your panic attacks are gonna get worse. But you know what, if you're in the pit today, I want to encourage you that the way out of that pit is to have the heart of God, seek that with humility, come to him with honesty, and you get out of your emotions, out of your head, and you say, Lord, I'm in this pit, but I have your heart, I'm going to start honoring others the way you honor me when I seek you. And before you know it, that pit will no longer be a pit. You will rise up. He said he will exalt those. He will honor you and take care of you when you humble yourself. I feel the spirit and he's been teaching me that and I'm not there but I'm going to get there. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to keep going and persevering until I get there. The word says that it is, it is more blessed to give 
then receive. Many times in counseling sessions, I've encouraged others, if you're in a bad place to give, to give something. It doesn't have to be something that costs you money. Write a note on a piece of paper on the back of a receipt or a scrap piece of paper and you give that to someone. You pray for someone. Give, their, give your time, give your energy towards honoring someone else. The enemy hates that, but he's going to rise up in you and everything is going to be taken care of. Matthew 6, one of my favorites, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And you have to humble yourself to do those things. And then all these other things will be added unto you. That is another promise to you. And so you just have to look at the example of Ruth. And continue, no matter what the future holds, no matter the unknown, stick with the honor. And so we know that that Naomi, she was in a bad place. And she wouldn't have made it without Ruth, and Ruth wouldn't have made it without Naomi. We have to set ourselves to do what is right, not, what, not based on what we feel. We have to be intentional about honor every day. Don't just be intentional about honor on Mother's Day. Honor your mothers throughout the year on a daily basis. It doesn't take much. Just listen to the Lord and He will instruct you because you will have His heart if you've spent time there. I want to just reference 1 Peter 3 and 7. And here it's talking about the honor that a, a husband gives his wife. And it says, give honor to your wife. And when that's broken down in the Greek, that word give means akonemo, which means to assign, to designate, to allocate, or intentionally give something to someone else. It is a calculated decision to be aware of and show consideration to someone else. So when you wake up in the morning, give honor. Say, I'm setting myself on a path today to give honor, to not be focused on myself. I cast my burdens onto you, Lord. You carry those, your yoke is easy, your burden is light, and I'm gonna honor today. What can I do to make a difference today? And just, I just wanna remind you to be purposeful and intentional, even that person that's hurting you, that's making it really hard to find happiness right now. You cannot have happiness, but still have the joy of the Lord and the confidence of the Lord. And that is found when you seek his heart and when you honor. Don't be accidental in your expressions, okay? Don't be accidental, be intentional. When you say, I love you or I honor you today, you know that if that's not accompanied with action behind those words, it's gonna be really hard to receive those words. If somebody said, I love you before, but I know that they've been talking behind my back and their actions don't really line up to that, that I love you doesn't have much weight, that I honor you doesn't have much weight. We've had people honor us as pastors, but we know that they didn't really have our heart. They didn't have God's heart. And so it didn't mean much. The blessing didn't mean much. And so your blessing needs to mean something. And, and it will mean something when you have the heart of God. And it also paves the way for, for provision in your life. He's going to take care of you when you're faithful to him. Let's go on to verse 19. It says, So the two of them continued on their journey, and when they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. 
Don't you remember, Naomi wasn't excited. She was downcast. She had lost her husband. Ruth had lost her husband. They didn't know where the provision in their life was going to come from. But, but the town was excited to see them. And, and the, the people started saying, is it really Naomi? The women asked. They were excited and they were ready to honor her. So honor ushers in peace. Even if that person that you're honoring doesn't really, they're not in a state to really receive the honor and the blessing that you're going to give them. If the Lord tells you to do it, be obedient and he will work things out. There was peace in this. There was excitement. Even though Naomi hadn't caught up to that excitement yet, there was an excitement in the atmosphere because Ruth had obeyed. Ruth had the heart of God and Ruth had honored her. So by Ruth being um, honoring towards her mother-in-law, she had ushered them into a way of peace. If you need peace in your life, usher it in through honor. Honor is such a spiritual action and it stirs up the calling in people. I know that there's dead, spiritually dead people all around you, but you have the ability through the Spirit of God to stir up the calling in their life, to bring light into the darkness, to bring life to the dead bones in their life by honoring them. I want you to get that today, that you have the ability to minister to others through a simple act of honor. Wake up and seek God's heart and He will use you honor something else honor is impressive okay becky said earlier the impression that twyla made on her life through acts of honor she spent time teaching her and guiding her she spent time loving her through some tough times that was honor it made an impression honor is impressive if you want to make an impression on other people's life just live a life of honor verse 20 Let's go to verse 20. It says, uh, we're going to see Naomi's heart right here and how she's still struggling. She says, even though people are excited, she says, don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara, for the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. Verse 21, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? So some of you might might be able to um, understand Naomi here. But listen in verse 22. It says, so Naomi returned from Moab accompanied by her daughter-in-law. There's Ruth again, still accompanying, still ushering in honor, peace, okay? The young Moabite woman, Ruth, and they arrived in Bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. I think harvest is an important word here that when we live a life of honor, that there is a ripe harvest waiting on us, that there is something awaiting you, that it's not always going to be empty. It's not always going to be bleak, but the Lord is on the other side of this mountain and he's saying, persevere and keep climbing, stick together, stick with your church people, hang on to the body, be the body and continue to live honor. Naomi couldn't even see herself how others saw her. Yes, it was a terrible situation. There was death. You may have experienced death or grief of a parent but the, or a spouse and you're hurting, but the situation does not define you. The Lord is still full of hope. He's still going to honor you and take care of you. Remind yourself that honor is God taking care. 
He cares for your every need, every detail of your life. He cares for you. So when we think about Ruth and that she represented honor, you can accompany someone else that's walking through a hard time if you position yourself to be the honor in their life. What a blessing to Naomi. And we know that the end of that story is that Ruth finds her, her redeemer, her kindred redeemer, and they're, they're provided for for the rest of their life. And happiness returns, provision returns, security returns. And guess what all of these blessings flowed from? They flowed from an act of honor. Thank you, Jesus. So we know the story is not complete without Naomi. The story is not complete without Ruth. Honor is a characteristic that belongs in relationship. And just how God wants you to be in covenant relationship with him, he wants us to seek relationship in our lives. Do not isolate. Do not um, allow your struggle to isolate you, to discourage you to the point where you're just focused on the, the issue, but focus on God's heart. Let him use you today. Let him bring you out of that pit through honor. And as I end today, I can tell you that I can name the special people in my life who I have seen be such examples of honor. I can name them for you right now. They have made such an impression on me. You may feel like you're not making a difference with your children by, by caring for them, by praying for them throughout the trials and the struggles, and maybe they haven't come home yet, and you're still praying for them, know that those prayers are honoring. You are honoring them. Speak life into them. Speak honor to them. Reflect the Father's heart through love, through mercy. All these things are better than sacrifice. We just need to have the eyes of God, and when we're seeing how how God sees other people, then we can so much easier usher in the honor. We don't have to be bound by our own emotions. We can usher in honor by seeing them the way God sees them. Isn't that powerful? That when we're connected to God, it automatically connects us to others and we don't have to worry about being rejected or offended. We're just on a mission for honor. Dre, when he, he finally learned to hang his coat and come in, it, it was a heart change. It wasn't, I'm going to come in and do this because my mom told me to. I remember that scene where he walks in and he takes off his jacket and he doesn't even hesitate. He hangs his coat and says, hey mom, and walks away. It was a heart change. And that heart change changed his attitude and his mom was stunned. And in that moment, she felt more honor from him than she had ever felt before. And so I just want you to know that when you have a heart change, when you take care of your heart, that then you become a vessel of honor and that every day you can live as an offering of honor in your life. You're sowing seeds here and there and you trust that the seeds are sown on good fertile ground and you leave all that up to the Lord. It's your job is to just be honorable, honorable, live a life of honor. Hallelujah. He wants us to be loyal to his heart. 
So today, nothing is stopping you from living this life of honor. You have no excuses today. No excuses today. Nothing is stopping you except for yourself, maybe. So I encourage you to start today. So you know what? Let's pray together and let's first have a repentant heart and ask the Lord to forgive us. Then all we have to do is say, Lord, if you can use anything, if you can use the rocks to praise you, you can use me. But I want to empty myself as a vessel that you can come in and fill me with your heart and your ways. And those ways are to honor others in, in a spiritual way. It goes beyond gifts and cards. So let's open us ourselves up. If we can just learn to get out of the way and let God get in the way, then we're going to thrive. We're going to thrive. And we need to thrive so we can build the kingdom of God while we're still on this earth. And if you want to thrive today, go in prayer with me. Repent and ask God to fill you, fill you with his spirit. Just lift up your hands. Kids, if you're with your parents, lift up your hands and say, Jesus, please forgive me for being so focused on myself. I may have done things that were, that were out of, out of um, self-preservation or just looking out for myself, but God, give me your eyes today. Lord, I humble myself before you, and I ask you to give me your eyes. Give me your heart. Let me be a true reflection of you, God. I don't want to just be uh, disconnected from the body and from you. I want to be connected to you in covenant relationship so I can have healed relationships in my life. God, heal relationships today, God. Heal hearts, Lord, so that the church can rise up, Lord, and thrive in honor. In Jesus' name. Okay, so now before we end the service, I just want to give you a few practical ways that you can have God's heart and honor your mom today or honor your spiritual mother today. Or if your mother is gone, a way that you can honor another person in your life that you know has served as a mother. So here's some practical applications, okay? Husbands, snap pictures of your wife. When she's not looking, when she's not asking you to, say, sweetheart, come here and let me take a picture of you. It, makes, it will make them feel seen. It will make them feel important. And that's filling their, their tank, okay? So number two, I want you to spend time today looking in her eyes and listening to her talk because she has important things to say. I want you to, these things are hard. They, it sounds easy, but they're hard to do. We take these things for granted. And then last but not least, be a help to her. She does so much more than what you can even imagine. The woman in your life that is a mother figure, she does so much and she carries so much in prayer. She carries the burdens of other people physically and spiritually. And so help her today, give her rest, honor her in that way. She just wants to be seen and, and be made to feel important. And you have the ability to do that. So I just wanna tell everyone again, happy Mother's Day. We love you guys and we want you to be blessed today. In Jesus' name, God bless you guys.